Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the calendar turned to March, and it's a, it's a great month. It's a great month. Uh, I don't know, I still... Still got last year in your head, and you try not to, but I mean, you just you. I don't want to say you want to get through the season, but shit, we got to the big calls last year too. Um, so I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a downer, but I'm trying to take care of the first thing that's in front of us, and that's getting everyone healthy down there and in the first match, and that's really been our focus the last three weeks is the first match of of the Big Twelve tournament, whoever it is, um, being ready for that and not looking ahead in any way, shape, or form. I, I think they feel real good. I, I, you know, I think timing's everything sometimes, especially in a weird year. And uh, everybody's got their dings and their nicks and their bumps and their bruises. But, you know, right now, knock on wood, we get through today and we get on that bus tomorrow. Um, you know, this is the healthiest this team's been all year. Um, I've just seen up and down the lineup, all 10 weights really progressing. And, uh, you know, guys like Colbray and Coleman uh, are wrestling their best they've been wrestling all year. Uh, not, no weight issues at all across the board so it's been a good um really been a good good last couple weeks about to be a really good next couple of weeks, at least in the wrestling world, right? A busy weekend awaits, which will help set the tone for the rest of the month and possibly then some as well. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I am glad you're here. On the last show, we talked about the upcoming Big Ten championships, but today we're going to shift our attention to the Big 12. Those championships are also set for this weekend, but they're going to be down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and that's where both Iowa State in Northern Iowa and 10 other schools are going to battle it out for spots at the NCAA championships. That'll be in St. Louis in just a couple of weeks. Earlier today, this is Wednesday where we're recording, the Big 12 actually released the preliminary brackets for the tournament this weekend. It goes both Saturday and Sunday. Very rarely do these brackets change, but there's a chance they might during the coaches meeting later this week. We'll cross that bridge when and if we get there, but right now we're going to use the preliminary brackets for today's show. They're going to be very similar to the last show where we broke down the Big 10. We're going to use these preliminary brackets to break down the Big 12. I'm going to share where each Cyclone and Panther wrestler is preceded, the top five precedes for each weight, then list where both the Cyclone and the Panther wrestler, what their potential paths to the finals are, what place they need to get to earn a bid to the NCAA championships, and all that fun stuff. Also riff on some other fun things that I see in these potential brackets. Um, I put a link to the preliminary brackets in the show notes if you'd like to follow along. Plus, after I get done rambling, I've got some interviews for you guys from Northern Iowa coach Doug Schwab, Iowa State coach Kevin Dresser, and Cyclone star David Carr. I think you guys are going to enjoy both of those, um, all of those, not just two of them, but we'll get to that later in the show. If you guys enjoyed the last podcast, I hope you enjoyed this one all the same. Let's cue up that background music and we'll hop to it on the other side. We'll start as we usually do at 125 pounds. Northern Iowa's Brody Teske is the one seed, and Iowa State's Kyson Tarakina is the seven seed. Behind Brody, you've got Utah Valley's Taylor Lamont at the two, Oklahoma State's Trevor Mastro Giovanni at the three, West Virginia's Killian Cardendale at the four, and then South Dakota State's Danny Vega, former Cyclone, at the five. This weight has five bids available. Brody does have a first-round match, though, against Wyoming's Derek Stacy. When there, he'll get Oklahoma's Mason uh, Nafay. I hope I'm 
I'm pronouncing that correctly. He beat him earlier this year, though. So it wins there. He gets to the semifinals where he'll probably either face Cardindale or Vega or even North Dakota State's McGuire Midkiff, Council Bluffs native. Um, he is the unseated wrestler on the other side of the top half of the bracket. Tarakina has a first-round bye. He'll get whoever wins the first-round match between Lamont and Northern Colorado's Jace Colzer. Probably thinking it's going to be Lamont there. If uh, Tarakina can pull that upset, he'll likely see either Mastro or Air Force's Cody Fippen in the semifinals. If he loses to Lamont, probably be Stacy. He'll see on the Russell backs in the cross because he'll flip to the other side of the bracket. This is Brody's weight to lose, guys, um, especially after the way he performed in the regular season. I think a path exists for Tarakina to give himself a chance at an automatic bid. Might involve an upset on the front side. I think that'll help his odds. More likely, it'll have to come through the Russell backs. He's going to have to win some tough matches in order to do it, right? Well, Welcome to the postseason, kid. Go get them. Um, at 133 pounds, Iowa State's Zach Redding is the seven seed, and Northern Iowa's Jack Skidlarzik, who took fifth at the Big 12 Championships last year, he's unseeded. Uh, that's going to have some interesting implications. I'll get to that in just a moment. The top five seeds at this weight, though, Oklahoma State's Dayton Fix, he's the one seed. West Virginia's Ryan Sullivan is the two seed. South Dakota State's Zach Price, a Johnston grad, is the three seed. Air, uh, Air Force's Jarrett Van Vliet is the four. And then Northern Colorado's Mosa Schwartz is the five. This weight also has five bids. Going to be very interesting because some of those names probably sound familiar and for good reason. So these guys could actually run into each other pretty quickly. Uh, Scud Larzik is unseated, and they actually dropped him into a first-round matchup against Sullivan. And um, that's a winnable match. And if he does win it, he could see Redding, who has a first-round bye. Scud has never wrestled Sullivan. Um, but again, that's a match I feel like he could win. So we could see Scud make a run to the semifinals, potentially as an unseeded wrestler, if he's able to get through Sullivan and Redding. Um, we could even see Redding in the semifinals if he's able to beat Scud in the second round. Um, if Sullivan, Maybe Sullivan will surprise us, and he's way better than I'm giving him credit for. Maybe he gets through to the semifinals and beats both a Panther and a Cyclone on the way there. Not really sure. Uh, whoever does get to the semifinals will likely have to beat Zach Price there, uh, potentially also Wyoming's job Greenwood. Um, that's where they'll probably, if whoever wins out of that semifinal, because this is all on the bottom side of the bracket, probably see Dayton Fix there in the final. Um, if Scud loses that first round match, probably see Utah Valley's Ty Smith in the Russellbacks, and he'll have to take the long road to an NCAA bid. Um, whoever loses the potential quarterfinal between either Scud and Redding or Sullivan and Redding, Probably going to see North Dakota State's Kellen March in the Russellbacks on the other side of the bracket. Um, going to be a long road to an NCAA bid either way if either of these guys lose early and there's a fair chance that they could. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see what happens. There's a lot of interesting scenarios at this weight. Um, at 141 pounds, Iowa State's Ian Parker, the defending Big 12 champion, is back again as the one seed, and Northern Iowa's Ethan Basil is unseeded. Behind Parker, you got Oklahoma's Dom Demas as the two seed, South Dakota State's Clay Carlson at the three, Fresno State's DJ Lauren at the four, and Air Force's Lenny Peterson at the five. This weight has just four bids. And again, we could see some ISU or Iowa State UNI uh, action pretty early. Um, they dropped Basil, who's unseeded, into a first-round matchup against Wyoming's Chase Zolman, who's the eight seed, and the winner will get Ian Parker. Um, so that's a, I think that's a winnable match for Basil, at least just the way and his style of wrestling and just based on what I've seen from him. Um, no matter who comes out of that first-round match, I really like Parker's odds to reach the semifinals. Um, he'll likely have either Lauren or Peterson, um, and if he wins there, it's probably going to set up to be an Ian parker Dom Demas final um, at 141 pounds. If Basil loses to Parker in the quarters, he could see North Dakota State's Dylan Drogmuller, who's the seventh seed, or Utah Valley's um, unseeded Stockton O'Brien. Um, kind of funny that a guy who wrestles for Utah Valley's first name is Stockton. I think his parents were probably banking on him playing a basketball player. Um, maybe, just taking a shot in the dark here. But if Basil loses in the first round, he could see whoever wins that match, if that makes sense, right? Um, so it just it kind of if you see the bracket and you're able to picture it in your head or if you go click on the link and you'll kind of understand what I mean by that, um, that match is going to be kind of important um, as it relates to Basil's first round match. I hope it makes sense. If you look at the bracket, it, it makes sense in my head. Um, I hope that makes a little bit more sense if you're able to visualize it like that. Um, it's not as confusing as I just made it sound there, I promise. Um, at 149 pounds, Northern Iowa's Tristan Lara is the four seed, and Iowa State's Jarrett Dagan is the five seed. In front of them, you've got Oklahoma State's Boo Wallen, who's the defending Big 12 champ. He's the one seed. Northern Colorado's Andrew Alirez is the two. Oklahoma's Mitch Moore is the three. This weight also has five bids. Another bracket where we could probably see a Cyclone Panther matchup in the quarterfinals. Um, Dagan has a first-round match against Fresno State's Kyle Parco, and if he wins, and he probably should, he'll meet Lara in the quarterfinals. The winner of that one is likely to get Bula Wallen in the semifinals. 
The loser likely gets West Virginia's Braden Roberts in the Russellbacks and will need to win a few matches there to earn an NCAA bid. Now remember, Lara was beating Dagan before he pinned him in the duel. So you got to think Dagan's probably licking his chops at a potential rematch, especially when these brackets dropped. Um, no matter whether they restructure the brackets in any way, shape, or form, um, Lara's the four, Dagan's the five. They're probably going to hit in that quarterfinal matchup. Um, and the winner is going to better position themselves for a potential NCAA bid. So you got to circle that one if you're paying attention to the Big 12 tournament this weekend. 157 pounds. Iowa State's David Carr, another returning Big 12 champ. He is back again as the one seed, and Northern Iowa's Cade Lara is unseeded. Behind Carr, you've got Oklahoma's Justin Thomas at the two seed, North Dakota State's Jared Fronick at the three, South Dakota State's Cade DeVos, Southeast Polk grad. He's the four seed, and then Wyoming's Jacob Wright is the five seed. This weight has just three bids, so guys are going to have to bring their A games if they're going to want to earn bids out of this weight, out of this bracket to get to the NCAA championships. David Carr was given a first-round buy, so he's either going to get Fresno State's Christopher Gaxiola or Air Force's Parker Symington. Sorry if I'm butchering these names. That'll be his opponent in the quarterfinals. Win there, he'll probably see either Wright or DeVos in the semifinals. Maybe DeVos. Um, that'd be kind of fun there. Um, Iowa State wrestler against an Iowa um, you know, graduate, Iowa native there for the right to go to the Big 12 finals on Sunday night. I really like David Card's odds to at least get to the finals. Just kind of looking at this bracket and the way he's been wrestling, and you'll hear um, him talk about this later in the show. Guys, he's been lights out this year. Um, I really don't see anybody in this bracket that can beat him just based on the way he's been wrestling this year. So um, that drops us to Cade Lara, and they dropped him on the other side of the bracket. His first round match is against Utah Valley's uh, Danny Snedeker, who is the seven seed. If Lara is able to win there, he'll get Thomas. Um, if he can pull off that upset, he'll probably see either Frannick or Oklahoma State's Wyatt Sheets, who's the sixth seed in the semifinals. But a loss to Thomas sends it to the Russellbacks, um, same as uh, would a first-round loss, right? Um, and that means a very long road to an NCAA bid, especially since you need third place or better to get there. Tough road coming for Cade Lara. We'll see if he's up for the challenge. 165 pounds, Iowa State's Isaac Judge is the five seed, and Northern Iowa's Austin Yant is the seven seed. In front of them, Oklahoma State's Travis Whitlake, another returning big Big 12 champ is the one seed. Then you got West Virginia's Peyton Hall at the two. Wyoming's Cole Moody at the three. North Dakota State's Luke Weber is the four. This weight only has five bids. Um, these guys are separated, opposite sides of the bracket. Judge is on the top side, and he's going to get uh, Oklahoma's Troy Mantonona in the first round. You win there, he'll get Weber, who pinned Judge earlier this year in the duel. If he's able to flip that result, likely see Whitlake in the semifinals. Lose anywhere before then, obviously. Got a long road back to an NCAA bid through the Russellbacks. Not impossible, just makes it a little bit harder to get there. Yant is on the bottom side of the bracket. He received a first-round bye. He'll likely see Hall in the quarters, um, and if he's able to win that one, either Moody or Northern Colorado's Jordan Robison in the semifinals. If he loses, again, a long road back through the Russellbacks. Not out of the question that Yant and Judge could see each other in the Russellbacks either. Um, perhaps in the Constellation semifinals where the winner earns a NCA bid and the loser would have to drop to the fifth-place match. I'm not sure how likely that scenario is, but it's possible. We'll see what happens this weekend. 175 Four pounds. Northern Iowa's Lance Runyon is the four seed. Iowa State's Julian Broderson is very curiously unseated, despite having a win over Oklahoma's Anthony Mantonona, who is the eight seed. Pretty weird stuff. The top five at this weight, Utah Valley's Demetrius Romero is the one seed. Wyoming's Hayden Hastings is the two seed. Oklahoma State's Dustin Plott is the three. Air Force's Cody Surratt is the five. This weight has just four bids. Um, these guys are, again, opposite sides of the bracket. Runyon's up top. He's got a first-round bye. He'll likely see Surratt in the quarters. And then either Romero or Mantonona, who is a returning Big 12 finalist, by the way. Um, guys, don't be shocked if Lance Runyon is in the Big 12 finals on Sunday night. It's entirely possible with this draw at this weight. I'm not guaranteeing that he will be there on Sunday night, but he absolutely could be in the Big 12 finals. Just maybe mentally prepare yourself for that right now. Broderson on the other side of the bracket. He's got a first-round matchup against Hastings. If he can win there, he'll move to Russell South Dakota State's Cade King in the quarterfinals. King beat Broderson earlier this year. Win there, it's probably Dustin Plott in the semifinals. We'll see if he can pull that run off. If not, Broderson's going to have to take the long road through the Russellbacks. Um, Saturday morning's first session is going to be big for both him and Lance Runyon. Going to have to keep an eye on that weight for sure. 184 pounds. Parker Keckeisen from Northern Iowa. He is the one seed. And Iowa State's Sam Colbray is the five seed. Between them, you've got Wyoming's Tate Samuelson at the two, Oklahoma State's Dakota Gear at the three, and Northern Colorado's Alan Clothier at the four seed. This weight only has four bids. So Colbray seeded fifth. Going to have to win a few matches, maybe that he shouldn't, if he wants to get to the NCAA championships. 
Uh, these guys are on the same side of the bracket, though. Um, both of them have first-round matches. Keck Eisen opens against Utah Valley's Jacob Armstrong. Should win there, which means he'll get Fresno State's Hunter Cruz in the quarters. Um, Colbray has Air Force's Jake Thompson in the first round. Win there, he probably gets Clothier in the quarters. Both of those guys win their first two matches. They'll hate each other in the semifinals. And we all remember how wildly entertaining that first meeting was. Keck Eisen won the war, but Colbray could get another opportunity here this weekend to perhaps get that match back. That'll be a pretty big semifinal, too, because the winner would reach the Big 12 Finals, which would secure their ticket to the NCAA Championships in St. Louis. The loser would have to win another in the Russell backs to secure a top-four finish. Giddy-up. This weight's going to be pretty fun. 197 pounds. Iowa State's Marcus Coleman is the sixth seed, and Northern Iowa's Keegan Moore is unseeded, which isn't super surprising, but his draw... um, Kind of sucks. We'll get to that in a moment. In front of those guys, South Dakota State's Tanner Sloan. Um, shout out Al Burnett. He's the one seed. Wyoming's Stephen uh, Buchanan is the two. West Virginia's Noah Adams, who's the returning Big 12 champ. He's the three seed. Then you got Oklahoma State's A.J. Ferrari at the four. And Oklahoma's Jake Woodley is the five seed. This weight only has five bids. And this weight is without question the best in the conference. Just absolutely stacked, guys. Um, but... Um, Keck Eisen, not Keck Eisen, excuse me, Keegan Moore, Marcus Coleman, um, they're separated, opposite sides of the bracket. And here's what I mean by Keegan Moore, um, not a very favorable draw for him, um, pretty tough draw actually. Not sure that there are many easy draws in this weight, um, but just consider this. He's up top, he's on the top side of the bracket, he's got a first round matchup against Jake Woodley. If he wins that one, he'll get another shot at Ferrari, um, and if he loses, he drops to the Russellbacks where he could see Marcus Coleman. Coleman's first-round match is against Fresno State's Nick Villarreal. Uh, win there, he'll likely see Adams. He will see Adams if he wins there because Adams has a first-round bye. Um, win there, probably see uh, Buchanan in the semifinals. But if Coleman loses to Adams, um, he'll drop to the Russellbacks, and that's where he could potentially see Keegan Moore um, in the crossover because where Moore is at in the bracket and where Coleman is at in the bracket, they're just they could cross the. the where they would lose, they would be, they would cross each other, if that makes sense. Um, so if Coleman wins and then loses, he would get the loser of Moore Woodley. Um, so, but hey, if Coleman loses his first round match, he would then get um, you know the loser of either Woodley and Moore versus Ferrari. So again, I'm probably rambling right now because I can picture this in my head. I'm not sure that it makes a whole lot of sense to you guys unless you have the brackets pulled up. So hopefully you did that so you can kind of understand what I'm saying. I'm just kind of rambling right now. Um, but I, the long and short of it is that this weight, there are no easy paths. This this weight is absolutely gnarly in the Big 12. Um, you're going to have to earn your way to an NCAA bid no matter which route you ultimately take to get there. Uh, finally, 285 pounds. We're at heavyweight where Iowa State's Gannon Gremmel, the returning Big 12 finalist, is the one seed. And then Northern Iowa's Carter Isley is the two seed. How cool is that, right? Uh, behind them, you got Wyoming's Brian Adams, who's the returning champ. He's the three seed. Then you got Oklahoma's Josh Heinzelman at the four. And then Oklahoma State's Austin Harris at the five. There are five bids available at this weight. Gremmel and Isley are obviously on opposite sides. And they both have first-round matches, though. Gremmel has Utah Valley's Chase Trussell win there. He'll get uh, South Dakota State's Blake Wolters, and Gremmel beat him in a forever overtime match earlier this year. If he's able to win there, he'll see either Harris or Heinzelman in the semifinals. Isley has West Virginia's Michael Wolfgram first. Um, win there, he'll get North Dakota State's Brandon Metz in the quarters. Isley won by fall during the regular season in that matchup. Win there, probably going to see Andrews in the semifinals. Be kind of fun to see a Gremmel-Isley final at heavyweight, guys. Um, we're assuming that they're going to start the final round at 125 pounds, which means if they do, and both of these guys get to the finals, We'll end the tournament with some Cyclone on Panther action. If Iowa State wrestles well enough, also maybe something to pay attention to, um, that match could be a huge determinant when it comes to the team race. Oklahoma State's going to be tough to stop as always, but that's just maybe something to keep in mind as we go into the weekend. Those are my thoughts on the preliminary brackets for the Big 12 championships. Between uh, this show and yesterday's show, I hope this guy's got you a little bit more prepared about what to watch and follow this weekend between both of the tournaments. I know there's going to be a lot to follow. I mean, you could probably sense that just by the way that my mind was rambling during some of these weights and breaking down these pairings and what they mean, you know, what wins and losses mean for their respective paths to NCAA bids and all that jazz. Um, But man, both of these tournaments are going to be so much fun, you guys. I cannot wait to watch it all. Okay, enough bracket talk. 
at least for now. We're going to get to some of these interviews for the rest of the show. We're going to start with Northern Iowa coach Doug Schwab, who, as you heard at the beginning of the show, um, maybe a little hesitant or maybe just some residual effects after how it happened last March. Um, you know, I, but he's also he's really geared up and he's really excited to just kind of watch his guys compete again. We got to talk to him earlier this week just about the final lineup that the Panthers decided to send because it differs a little bit from the lineup that they usually had throughout the regular season. So he breaks that down a little bit, um, just kind of what this means um, for these guys and the opportunity that's in front of them. He also talks a little bit about the uh, NCAA allocations and the amount of bids that each conference got. Um, he's not terribly happy with how the math ended up breaking for some of these uh, some of these other conferences around the country. So very interesting conversation with Doug Schwab. As always, he obviously brings the passion again, as always. So we're going to go to that interview now. Northern Iowa coach Doug Schwab. I hope you guys enjoy. start picking up the slack man had farley getting what 100 wins and jake just got to 300 and bobby got over 500 she practiced one conference tournament so better pick up slack this weekend um, i know our guys are ready to and i still look forward to the big 12s i think you know the calendar turned to march and it's a it's a great month it's a great month uh I don't know, I still, still got last year in your head, and you try not to, but and you just, you, I don't want to say you want to get through the season, but shit, we got to the Big 12s last year, too. Um, so, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a downer, but trying to take care of the first thing that's in front of us, and that's getting everyone healthy down there in, in the first match, and that's really been our focus the last three weeks is the first match of, of the Big 12 tournament, whoever it is, um, being ready for that, and not looking ahead in any way, shape, or form. And I don't, I don't have anything other than that, man. We're, we're ready to roll. We, we head down there on Thursday, uh, work out on Friday, Saturday, Sunday's a tournament. You know, March and 6th and 7th have been, they've been up on our, on our, we got a whiteboard in the room. There's a couple of dates I put down. That was one of them. So, um, I know our guys will. I know our guys will be prepared and ready for it. What's your What's your lineup going to be? I know there was some Enzor that you were still figuring out before we the last time we talked. Yeah, Teske, Teske, Skidlarzik, Basil, Tristan, Lara, Cade, Lara, Austin, Yant, Runyon, uh, Parker, Moore, Wisely will be the ten guys going to Big Twelve. We had some wrestle offs, and I, I don't, I don't particularly care for wrestle offs. But in a shortened season, and you know, a lot of guys, I think, being close, and you know, you have some guys that, you know, I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, I think we have multiple weights. We have multiple guys that are really, really dang good, um, and you know, it's their job to carry the torch forward for that weight class is their job to go score a whole lot of points and, you know, help bring the big 12 title home, um, you know, for this team. Uh, yeah. The last couple of weeks have been tough because you believe in guys and, and you see guys get crushed. Um, uh, the biggest losses that I know for me that I'm going to have this postseason just happened <laughs> in these wrestle offs um, with our guys. Um, you know, I, I try to put it in their hands and, Hey, guys had opportunities, you know. Hey, it still doesn't mean you don't hurt, but you know, we got those are the 10 guys that are right now going, and they'll be ready to scrap on Saturday and Sunday. Was it, was it within the last week you've had the tryouts, Coach? Yep. Uh, talk about Austin Yant. You know, we haven't seen him all year. What has he been dealing with? Uh, what, uh, you know, is he ready to roll? I, I guess he's obviously ready to roll, but where where's yeah. he been? What, what's he been dealing with? Just the injuries. <laughs> Got tweak, you know, a tweak. <laughs> Got a tweak, and you know, you, you try to get healthy and back and ready for. Her. Um, you know, heck, we were didn't get to wrestle in the wrestle loss initially. Um, he wrestled the next weekend up in South Dakota. 
um, beat a guy and, you know, Pat Russell great up there. The next weekend we're going to Iowa State and he had a skin condition, so got knocked out of that. Uh, and then the next week he got got dinged. And, you know, when you have a when you have a six, seven week season, uh, a three or uh, a multiple week ding takes you out of a big chunk of the the, the competitions. Um, you know, he he competed well for us last year. The guys put a ton of work in. Um, you know, Pat did a great job for us. He just I think we got two really good guys there, and they had they had a couple matches, and uh, you know, Yen Yen did 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 what he needed to do to to secure the spot and go down to the Big Twelves and be be our representative of one sixty five. You know, I think uh, the allocations. Um, I can tell you that. And I, I think all the Big 12 coaches feel the same. I think all the coaches other than the IWA feel the same is that it wasn't done very well. Um, it wasn't thought out well. Uh, it, it's a disservice to the athletes. But, um, you know, obviously what we have to do and what's what's in our controls, we know that at least there's more than one going at every weight. Uh, you know, I think think every weight and as four, you know, four or five. So, you know, you could lose a match and still go. So it's still within our control. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and and you know if we have ten champs, then I know everyone's going. You know, <laughs> uh, but I'm getting off on a rant a little bit because I just don't I don't I don't think it was done well. I don't think it was done right or thought out. And I don't think it you know I think it did the Big Twelve a disservice. You know, obviously there's going to be wild cards and have those opportunities, but you don't want to put yourself in that spot because you don't know who else is gonna who else uh, you know may not make it or something could happen. Um, but I know every guy is going to have have an opportunity to to put themselves in, in the national tournament, you know, and we got in our hands and I think that's all, that's all we can ask having the opportunity, have it within our hands and going out there and scrapping for 420 seconds piece. But uh, I thought Yant looked really good the other day. Um, you know, I haven't got to see him in a whole lot of matches, but if you're, if you're, if you're a great competitor, um, one match, two matches, 10 matches, a hundred matches, you're ready to roll. Coach, um, Cade Lara getting this opportunity after everything he had been through through, I mean, the last year plus, um, how cool How cool has it been to just kind of see him? I mean, I know he struggled maybe a little bit here and there, but just to see a guy like that after everything he's been through just competing and, and getting to this point in the season. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about being grateful for opportunities. We talk about being grateful for um, just being the, given a chance to compete and being part of this team, you know, and, and uh, he exemplifies that because, heck, you know, I think last year at this time, hey, am I going to be able to wrestle? You know, there was points where, hey, man, am I getting out of this hospital? <laughs> you know, and less than a year later, I'm going and I'm, I'm competing in the Big 12s. And, you know, being able to do it with your brother, too, I think that's a, that's a pretty unique thing. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that with my boys. My boys are 16 months apart, and, you know, maybe they'll have that opportunity. You know, my brothers, there's a big gaps, but I just think being able to do that together and, and uh, you know, he's certainly battle-tested in a lot of ways. Um, and just got to be able to use that in the right way. You know, sometimes I think for, for part of the season, he's kind of like, well, you know, I've been through all this. Why am I, you know, why am I getting nervous or down on myself or being hard on myself for, you know, maybe losing a wrestling match when, you know, look at what I've already been through. And it's just, you got to look at it in the right way. You know, we've had conversations, but man, incredibly proud of him and how he's responded. Um, and he's a strong, he's strong. You know, the whole thing is, is and I'm going to say a teach guy, the first match, the first whistle is all that matters right now. Being ready to go out there and, and then scrap every whistle in between. Um, but, you know, he's definitely not taking it for granted. And I think for all of our guys, it's a great reminder that, you know, what, what can happen, you know, what can be taken away. And, you know, heck, if, if it's not clear to everyone, uh, you know, with what we went through last year with our group, you know, getting to almost to the finish line and then uh, it, it not happening. Um, I think all that's very clear in guys' heads. And, and I think each guy just, man, just, thankful you know I, you know i've talked to through a few d3 coaches and heck they're not even getting the opportunity so man for us to complain any way shape or form or be anything but just grateful and excited for what's in front of us i think we're crazy um and i know he feels that way but man you know he exemplifies that i mean we got we got some pretty pretty incredible stories on our team of what guys have been through the roads they've they've traveled to get to this point um so you know that it, I want to say Saturday and Sunday will be easy, but comparative to some of the things he's been through and what he had to deal with, uh, it is. So I, I know that, man, that dude's going to go down fighting, and that's all we ask. I should talk about our recruiting class real quick, just because 
and I don't know if everyone, anybody sees this or not, but, you know, we, uh, we wrapped up, we had six guys that, that we've got committed. Um, three of them were state champions here at SEMA, just won a state title. Second one down in Kansas, uh, Connor Thorpe won a state title and RJ Weston. And then we had three guys in, in the state of Iowa. Uh, Caleb Running got third. And then we had uh, Aronson got second and, and Ron Avardi got second. Um, and, you know, I mean, obviously those guys all made, 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 great runs in their tournament we had three champs a couple couple seconds and a third and and uh we're looking forward to those guys being added to our program but want to make sure that uh even though we couldn't be there you know we're still paying attention we're still we're still excited for those guys and what they accomplished and in uh you know it's just it's championship season right now so uh those guys got us started off winning some titles and uh it's, it's our it's our turn to do the work uh, this weekend all right, thanks, fellas. Good stuff there from Doug Schwab, as always. I, I Guys, I kind of understand his frustration with the way the NCAA allocations broke down. Because um, when you think about it, the EIWA, they kind of benefited from the fact that some of the traditional Ivy League schools that are, re- you know, that are routinely in the mix for team trophies and top 10 finishes at the NCAA championships, like Princeton, like Cornell. I mean, mostly mostly those two teams. But I know that you know some of the other Ivy League teams always have a couple of hammers here and there. Um, you know, so I understand his frustration that the EIWA kind of benefited from that. Um, you also have to take into account that that Northern Iowa switched from the MAC to the Big Twelve over the last five years, which is what the NCAA used. Um, the, you know, the last five years of historical data to figure out the allocations for each conference. So, how does that? You know, what what does that math mean for the Big Twelve and the MAC? Um, you know, really, I I totally get his frustrations. I think there was maybe a better way to figure out how to to crunch the numbers in a way that maybe benefited um, the conferences and and everybody who competed this year. Um, but you know, hey. Um, it kind of is what it is. It'd be really interesting to see what the numbers would have looked like if they would have accounted for the fact that the Ivies didn't wrestle this year. And it also is going to be really, really interesting to see how the at-large process goes and how the NCAA tournament seeding process goes. We'll cross that bridge here in a few more weeks. Two more interviews for you guys today, and we're going to hit them both back-to-back to round out today's show. First, Iowa State coach Kevin Dresser talking about you know his final lineup spots and how the Cyclones decided who ultimately is going to go compete this weekend. And then just he's talking about you know wh- where the confidence level is from these guys, what he's hoping to see from some of these guys who maybe have a little bit of work to do in terms of um, you know earning automatic NCAA bids. And then we'll also talk to Cyclone star wrestler David Carr, who, again, returning Big 12 champ. Guys, he has just taken it to another level this year. So we talked to him just kind of about his mindset, where his confidence level is at, and, and kind of what he's hoping to gain out of this experience after running through the Big 12's last year and bringing home um, gold. So we'll line that up right now. Let's cue up the transition music again. Kevin Dresser and David Carr from the Iowa State Wrestling Team. I hope you guys enjoy. gang looks like we got a full house kind of like the brady bunch isn't it back in the day you know it's like jackie's uh the alice the maid i think right there um you guys watch that show you're all too young aren't you hey i remember that show yeah look at i've seen it Ben's going i never heard of the brady bunch dude. <laughs> all right um we are getting ready to do our last scrap here so i'm going to be I need you guys to be down with my guys at 3.30, so I won't do an opening statement so you can monopolize their time. Um, I guess let's start here. You, the, we, we know who's going to go, but how? I guess how did the wrestle-offs end up going, or was that the ultimate decision-maker for some of these weights that were up in the air? Or? Yeah, obviously it was a very weird year, and it was a weird year in terms of figuring out who was going to go for us. Um, you know, the combination of injuries, uh, different guys being injured at different times, and um, – and um, just the short season and everything we had, you know, we really kind of finished out wrestle-offs on Saturday uh, here this past Saturday, you know, three, four days ago. So uh, Tarakina, uh, Ramazan Adesayev um, qualified for 125. He had to progress down there. We had a wrestle-off, and, uh, and Tarakina won both of them, two straight. 
at 184, we had a wrestle off between Shapiro and um, Shapiro Divine and uh, Cole Bray, and Cole Bray won that one. And then at, at uh, 197, we had a wrestle off between um, Coleman and Younger Batista, and uh, Coleman won that one. So that's where we're at. Where's the uh, the confidence level of you and, and the guys just knowing that the, the lineup is finalized and I mean it's you know it's Big Twelve week. I I think they feel real good. I, I you know I think timing's everything sometimes, especially in a weird year. And uh, everybody's got their dings and their nicks and their bumps and their bruises. But you know right now, knock on wood, we get through today and we get on that bus tomorrow. Um, you know this is the healthiest this team's been all year. Um, I've just seen up and down the lineup, all ten weights really progressing and. Uh, you know, guys like Cole Bray and Coleman uh, uh, are wrestling the, their best they've been wrestling all year. Uh, not No weight issues at all uh, across the board. So it's been a good um, – really been a good good last couple weeks. Um, I know earlier this week Doug sounded off on the, the allocations or the pre-allocations or the way that they figured out the bids this year and how – he, he felt like a lot of the conferences maybe didn't get a fair bargain or for whatever reason, I wasn't sure what you thought about, you know, the way that those were ultimately divided up. Well, don't get me started. What time is it? Two forty-nine, And, um, uh, I'd be talking until three forty-nine on how the NCA uh, continues to screw up just about everything they touch with the sport of wrestling. Um, they're, they're hundred percent perfect on just about everything they touch with wrestling. So I'll leave it at that. That's, hey, me, Coach. that's me being politically correct, too, by the way. I can appreciate that. Hey, Coach, you mentioned the unusualness of this year a little bit ago. Um, now that championship season is here, how, how did the regular season go for you guys, and what was that whole process and experience like? You know, I think we were fortunate in the fact that um, – um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we had more dual meets than just about any team in Division One wrestling. Um, you know, probably got a little bit scared, so I was calling everybody and their brother and their sister to try to get something on the schedule. And so, obviously, we got a, a, a really wide variety of dual meets from Division Two to Division Three to junior college to Division One. But we did get some mat time, and that was the goal of it all. So, uh, from that perspective, uh, it was very good. Um, you know, obviously, we couldn't ever get healthy and put our best team on the mat. Um, Till, you know, really at the end, but, uh, you know, you, you get, you get evaluated in this sport on, on uh, two tournaments and we're getting ready to go to the first one. For sure. And then um, you mentioned Colbray and Coleman wrestling. They're peaking at the right time. Ian Parker, David Carr, Gain and Grandma all earn one seeds. They seem to have been con your consistent guys all throughout the season. What have you seen from them and what are you expecting from them now that it's tournament season? No, those three guys have been really good all year and, um, you know, continue to improve. They're, they've gotten better in different areas that uh, they probably, um, you know, needed to work on. And so I'm just excited to see them get out and perform. Uh, you know, you, you wear a coach's hat a lot, but I like to wear a spectator hat some too. And so I'm excited to, to spectate this weekend. I just happen to get a really good seat. But, uh, you know, I'm going to be excited to watch these guys. They've They've earned the right to go out and show their stuff, and that's what they get to do this weekend. And I know they're excited about that. You mentioned um, they've improved in some specific areas. Um, what are those areas that you've seen? Obviously, we've seen David, it seems like, from my perspective, get really good on top. He's able to turn guys this year um, a lot more. What have you seen from those guys in the areas that they've improved? Yeah, I think uh, David's uh, gotten better that way as far as, you know, some top-bottom, uh, top especially. I think he's also um, – uh, his mindset's got a lot stronger this year in terms of just battling when he's getting a little bit tired and, and scoring points and forcing himself in those third periods to separate himself or maybe last year he would have been okay with six to one or, or seven to two. And, and now he's pushing to get 12 to two and tech fall and pinning guys. And, you know, uh, you know, Ian Parker's it may, has made progress just in terms of uh, uh, getting, you know, being ready to go. I think, um, you know, he, he, he kind of maybe, reverted back a little bit, you know, when we wrestled Missouri and got a little impatient, but I, I think he knows his strengths and weaknesses better than ever. And, um, you know, he's playing those cards now. Um, and, you know, and I think Gannon Gremmel's gotten a lot better on the mat too, uh, both top and bottom. So, and, you know, he's always an ultimate competitor. He's, he's a good competitor. So, you know, that's why those three guys are all top seeds. 
For sure. And then last thing for me, I think, um, the two freshmen at 125 and 133, what are you telling them about championship season? Um, how are you expecting them to wrestle? Well, those guys are both like, what, 18 years old and went behind the years, and we really don't even try to tell them much because they they're not able to, to um, uh, take in a lot because they're, they're very limited right now because I'm teasing them right now. But uh, we just turn them loose and let them wrestle. We try not to talk to them very much because uh, they don't listen to us, but they wrestle really good. So we're just going to keep going with that. And roll. Yeah. They, uh, they, they sure compete well. So uh, in between, we've got some freshman issues to work out with. But uh, when the lights come on, those guys have done a great job. Thank you. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Uh, what are you expecting to see from uh, Julian Brodison and uh, Isaac Judge uh, this weekend? Uh, I expect those guys to go out there and throw it out. Um, I really, you know, I feel like those guys have progressed all year. We've had some bumps, you know, we saw Julian lose a close match or two and he probably should have won it. We saw judge lose a close match against Arizona state. I think we got really good experience there. I know they're excited. You know, they got a chance to wrestle into the wrestle themselves into the NCAA championships this weekend. And I can tell you what their, 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 their shape is great. Uh, right now, if they go let it fly, they're going to really, really like uh, what comes about by Sunday night. What was the reaction with Julian not being seated? Um, you know, we've talked a lot about um, how the seeds are going to really just, you know, come on, you look at them. And not, not that they did a bad job, I think, whoever put them together. We actually, as a coaching staff, decided we were going to quit arguing and fussing and fighting this year. So we let kind of an independent group of five experts uh, do it. And I thought they did pretty good considering it was such a crazy year. I mean, you know, look at everywhere we're seated. Yeah. You could say, well, maybe I deserve to be seated here a little bit higher, but I'm like, well, then you got to go, got to go wrestle and get it. If you think you deserve a higher seat. And I know that's Julian's mindset right now is, is that, you know, it's kind of nice to be to come in under the radar. Sometimes I said, when you're a junior and senior, you might not be able to come up under the radar. So, uh, embrace this a little bit right now. So I know he's excited. You know, he likes his draw and it's, it's just time to go. What's up, David? Cody, how you doing? Dude, another day in paradise, right? We got Big 12 brackets now. Yeah. Um, what's the uh, what's the mindset of the team? Or what are you what are you kind of feeling um, from these guys heading into this weekend, right? This is a crucially important weekend, but there's an element of this that you guys probably need to enjoy, yeah? Yeah, I mean, this is exciting times. Um, Big 12 week. I feel like energy's good. Everyone's been looking pretty good, pretty healthy. And I, I, it's just really exciting to see see uh, how we're going to do this weekend. You know, obviously the goal is to win as a team. And so I'm just stressing to the guys just to go out there, uh, have fun, but try to score points and, and keep trying to advance every round. You're the returning Big 12 champ. Um, how did last year's experience help you in your wrestling mentally, physically, on the mat, off the mat? Like what did that, what did that whole experience do for you? Um, experience is a big thing. You know, I think once I've been on the rest of the tournament, um, definitely helps me grasp like what to expect, um, all those things. Uh, when I was a true freshman, I got to go and watch the tournament, and that even helped my mentally being able to visualize and stuff when I was able to wrestle. I think that helped me be able to uh, execute when I needed to, and then obviously being able to wrestle last year. And it, I mean, it just gives me a lot of experience, a lot of confidence going into it just to go out there and have fun. Uh, what are you kind of focusing on this week, you know, with the championships being ahead on Saturday and Sunday? Where are some, like, on-the-mat things that you're really emphasizing? Um, I'm emphasizing – I'm working on some new skills. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been uh, inspired this past uh, week just to keep improving on my, my skills. Uh, looking, uh, looking at my top game, still trying to improve it, um, be able to make myself – a guy who can score bonus on anybody I'm wrestling. And so to be able to do that is one, I got to get a lot of takedowns, but also being dangerous on top. 
throwing a guy to her back, maybe try to get the pin, get the tech. Uh, you know, when you get bonus points um, in a tournament situation, it's like you have another guy. You know, you say everyone's wrestling really well, and then two or three guys are always getting bonus. It's like you have 11 guys wrestling at that tournament. It's the extra guy you're making up those points for. So, you know, and that could, you know, say someone gets out early, you got to start doing the bonus so you can catch up for that guy who, you know, maybe got out. So I think getting bonus is just as important as it is in duels as it is in tournaments, really, and expecting the, uh, the best out of yourself. David, what inspires you to just kind of stay so focused on wanting to continue to, you know, change it up? You always talk about how you want to bring new things to the map. What keeps you going every week to do that? Um, I just want to be exciting. You know, I just want to be someone who, like, you're watching. You're like, man, I like watching David wrestle because he's always trying to score points. He's doing new moves every match. You know, a lot of my wrestling this year, I haven't done, like, the same takedown twice. You know, I'm always trying to use different moves and uh, and elevate my game. And that's fun to me. You know, trying to do new things is really fun for me. Like, I was just working on some new stuff today. And I'm excited to go and try those things out um, on the mat this weekend. And, uh, you know, I like watching other guys like RBY. He's, he's exciting. He's trying to jump over guys. He's, he's running around them. Like, that's exciting for me. So I want to try to do the same for our fans and uh, just anyone who's watching me. I want to be excited. Who's your go-to guy to do those moves on? Like the, the try the like, moves and stuff? Yep, like in the practice room. Um, I don't know. Just anytime I'm wrestling. Like if I'm – in the room, I'm always trying new stuff. So I'd say anyone I'm wrestling, I kind of just try whatever. And if I don't get it, it's whatever. It's practice. Thanks, David. No problem. It's hilarious to me that you would think of the Big 12 tournament as a way to go and practice new moves that maybe you haven't hit live before. Um, but also, like, the, the idea of, like, I mean, that just kind of goes along with the fact that your confidence seems like it's on such a different level compared to maybe it was last year or even the year before that when you won a junior world title, right? Mm -hmm. um, does that confidence come from just the fact that you have gone through, you know, a, a year? I know you guys didn't get to the NCAA championships last year, but basically 95 or 90% of an entire NCAA season last year? Or, or where, where does that confidence, this confidence, this, this step up in your game come from? Like, where do you, what lit that fire? Um, I think this year, you know, I'm just super grounded in my faith, you know, just believing in Jesus, uh, you know, knowing that I have him, I'm not really worried about like too much stuff. Like I don't really make things too serious. You know, I try to just like have fun. And this year, this year I'm like, dude, why not go and just try stuff? And like, you know, I don't mind making mistakes or anything like that. Cause I know that, you know, I'm gonna be able to correct it or work on it. So you know, this tournament, I'm not going to really put it on like a high pedestal or anything. It's just another tournament for me. I'm going to go out there and try to wrestle, score points. I'm in good shape. You know, I'll, that's just like my goal. That's my mindset this year. So having my faith gives me a lot of confidence. Going, being able to wrestle last year, you know, kind of realizing like, hey, this is what some of the guys do. Um, now it's time to take another step. So, yeah, just going into this tournament. Um, I believe in God. So, you know, win or lose, it's not a big deal. And that gives me the confidence to just go try stuff and try to dominate. How much do you try to share that, that type of mindset or this, this type of confidence with the rest of your teammates? Cause I know that going into this weekend, you know, if a handful of them wrestle to your seed, they'll, they'll advance to, to St. Louis. But you know, if a few of them do a little bit extra work and wrestle just above their seeds, right. I mean, you guys could end up taking all 10, right. And that would obviously be, be huge. So how much of, you know, this is also kind of this weekend could be a leadership opportunity for you. Right. Yeah. I, I definitely have been thinking about trying to um, get these guys motivated um, making sure they're prepared. I think you just got to look at it as like, just as an opportunity. I've, I'm always looking at things as like, man, the opportunity to wrestle this year has been amazing. Um, I'm just blessed to be in the situation I'm in. And when I think of everything like an opportunity, I'm going out there just to have fun. Like, I'm like, man, this is fun. If I can go out there and score points and put points on the board, that's fun. So I'm trying to let these guys know that like, don't get too stressed out. You know, don't, don't worry about the bracket. Don't worry about the seeds. Go into every match. Like, man, this is a great opportunity for me to wrestle. Um, wrestle it like it's your last match and just go have fun. Just go out there, score points, wrestle hard. That's fun. Hey, guys, we have time for one more question for David. Have you kind of, like, seen any of that stress or, like, pressure, like, from the, like, from the freshman? Can you tell, like, if they're nervous or not? 
Um, yeah, I can see them being a little nervous when it comes to meet day, but I, I try to let them know that like when you're nervous, those same feelings are the same feelings of being excited. So like if your hands, your palms are sweaty, um, dry mouth, all those things, those are the same things as being excited as nervous. So how you label them is up to you. So, you know, I, when I get nervous, I'm like, man, I'm just excited to be here. You know, my family's here. I got some awesome coaches, me and Metcalf, I will handshake like Everything, I'm just telling myself how excited I am. And I use that energy when I go out there and wrestle. Big thanks again to Dresser and David and Doug for their time this week. Um, and big thanks to you as well, dear listener, um, for listening to me ramble about brackets and, and pairings and matchups and two wrestling tournaments for two days in a row. Um, I sincerely appreciate you guys listening. We got one more podcast coming later this week, um, probably tomorrow. It's going to touch on uh, Grandview, uh, which is going for their, that, that program is going for their 10th straight NAI national title, which is kind of absurd when you think about it. So I was able to talk with uh, head coach Nick Mitchell and a couple of his wrestlers earlier this week. So that'll be uh, some fun interviews for another show to get you ready for the weekend of wrestling um, because there's a lot going on between Big Tens, Big Twelves, um, the NAI National Tournament, and there's even the uh, the NCAA Women's College Wrestling National Tournament going on this weekend. And we've got some Iowa ties there as well. So I'll touch on that in tomorrow's show. Um, but that's all we've got today, you guys. Thanks a bunch again for listening. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows. Follow me on Twitter at Cody Goodwin, Instagram at Cody J. Goodwin, and be sure to also subscribe to the Des Moines Register to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, videos. Guys, we're running a deal. I'm pretty sure we're still running a deal. $1 for six months. You don't want to miss out on that. Go do that now. You can find links for that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. That's, on, uh, that's it for this episode, you guys. Thanks again for listening. We will talk again soon. <laughs>